Welcome to the Hero Builder Podcast, where we celebrate the hero in everyone. We go on a journey to discover the skills in every hero. Welcome to the Hero Builder Podcast, where we celebrate the hero in everyone. I'm Boyd Hamlin and my friend Stacy Johnston. Uh, we both have a special guest today, uh, Chris Robinson. Chris, are you on the podcast? Yeah, I am. Great to be here with you today, Boyd and Stacy. So much, so great to uh, have this opportunity to spend a little bit of time with you today. We're well, we very glad to have you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We appreciate your time with us. And uh, just a little bit about Chris from, uh, from, from what I understand is that Chris is the founder of R3 Coaching and the executive vice president of the John Maxwell Leadership Entrepreneur Solution. That in and of itself is a mouthful, but I uh, wanted you to talk to us a little bit today about just yourself and what made you decide to do what you're doing in the areas of coaching and things of that nature. Yeah, that's you know, a great question, and um, you know, it was one of the reasons that I wanted to get into you know, speaking and coaching and training was because my life was really impacted and changed by speakers. You know, I had begun a um, uh, years ago. I was a, a salesperson for an organization, and was looking for a way to stand out inside the organization so that I could grow with the organization, become a manager or a leader. And so I decided that I was going to take a course at a local church they were offering at that time uh, by John Maxwell, the uh, Twenty One Laws of Leadership, and that was really kind of my first course that I had ever taken outside traditional schooling, and um, you know that led me on a path to taking every course that that church had offered at that point in time. And then beyond that, I had you know began to become a facilitator for that course, and then that's when I began to branch out to different um, conferences and events. And you know, at one event, I remember going into this vendor's hall, and there was a speaker showcase that was happening. And at that speaker showcase. You know, if you guys aren't familiar with the speaker showcase, it's basically like a fashion show for speakers. They've got three to five minutes. They come out. They give their very best. They're on and they're off the stage. And I sat there for 90 minutes straight watching every single speaker, but then they said the magic words at the end of that uh, workshop. They said, hey, these people get paid to speak, and boy, Stacey, that was the first time that that had ever entered my ears. I thought, oh, my goodness, I could get paid to make an impact and a difference in people's lives. These people that I've been seeing speak all this time, they get paid to do that, to help people. And, uh, you know, it became my quest to become a speaker and a trainer. Uh, so I began to go back into the workplace, take that role a little bit more seriously as a sales manager at that time, really focus on the skill of speaking and, and coaching and developing people. And uh, years later, I had the opportunity to step out, do it on my own, but there's nothing else on the plan I would rather do than having the opportunity to encourage and impact people every single day. Chris, what a great, what a great path and a recognition that, that that light just comes on sometimes, and that path gets so quickly laid out for us. So as we do this podcast, one of the things that we really wanted to do was help people to recognize that it, it doesn't take – something grand. It doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take a big, powerful position in the corner office to be a hero. It takes the heart and soul of someone that wants to do exactly what you were talking about, which is to encourage and impact the lives of other people. As I spend time with you and, and enjoy your teaching and the things that you bring to us, one of the things that I recognize the most in you is your, your level of humility. 
you, you, you're very real with all of the people that you come in contact with, and you never hesitate to engage in a conversation and, and go where they are. And that's heroic to me. Because wow. in your position and with the prestige that you carry every day, it's easy to get caught up in that and, and put yourself on that pedestal where you're above that. And it seems that you never let that be true for you. And I have a great deal of respect for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think part of that, it, it's, it's been easy to do, but I, I understand and seen, you know, what you're talking about as people garner, you know, position and title, um, you know, they begin to believe it. And, um, you know, I've, I've done a good job of, you know, I feel like I've done a good job of just, hey, staying the same and treating people like people and adults like adults. And, um, you know, that's, you know, the way that I continue and will continue to uh, treat people, engage with people, and, and not believe my own hype. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I have a tremendous opportunity to impact a lot of people's lives, but it's because of, of uh, being a part of a gigantic machine. And, um, you know, that, that places me in a position. Now, granted, don't get me wrong, I, I worked and worked and worked uh, to build a successful business and, and to be a part and serve that team. But um, at the end of the day, I'm a person just like everyone else, and I started just like everyone else, so I never take that for granted. That's a beautiful concept and a perspective to look at it from. With that in mind, with that whole thought in mind, you recognize that you get to be your hero just by existing and being the best you can in your everyday life. Who is one of your lifelong heroes that, that yeah. you would if I had to go to a lifelong hero, I have to say my parents, um, uh, both my mother and father in, in different ways. Um, you know, my father, not as verbal as my mother, but my father, it was his, his work ethic. You know, I think the greatest gift that he ever gave me was that I never once, I, I do not have one recollection of him complaining about his job or his work. Now, granted, I'm, I'm sure there was plenty to complain about. I'm sure that it went on to others, you know, but he was a welder, you know, so day in and day out, I would see him come home in tattered T-shirts from the Sparks on there, and the guy just worked every single day, didn't miss work. And so um, that work ethic, I, I really picked up from him, and that's just always been an amazing blessing to me uh, to see his work ethic in that capacity. Uh, my mother, on the other hand, she carried the work ethic as well, but um, verbally, I think she gave me the gift that uh, I, I now get to share with others, and that was her gift of encouragement. I mean, she is one of the most encouraging people that you'll ever meet. I mean, she she has just always been there to try to help support no matter what I'm trying to do. I mean, literally, I could call her right now and say, Mom, you know, I, I've decided I'm going to go ahead and run for president of the United States. And she's going to go, oh, my, you know, what can I do to help out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> cool, let's go. Wouldn't even cross her mind, you know. She, okay, if that's what you want to do, we're we gonna do it. How can I help? You know. <laughs> and so uh, having that type of supportive parents, man, I just, you know, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have had that atmosphere to grow up in. It's, it's been good. amazing to me how many times. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I love the fact that you referenced your parents. It's been surprising to me throughout these interviews, how many times it's been parents and grandparents versus those people we think of as heroes. Right, it's, yeah. Yeah, very humbling. I love it. Yeah, that's very good. That's very good, guys, that, uh, that you addressed that. And um, 
what I heard was work ethic and the, the encouraging words and being in your corner maybe when other people might not have been in your corner. And uh, lots of things were passed down to you from them, and it's very, very true. And we've heard uh, our mentor, um, John Maxwell, say this before, and that is we get to stand on the shoulders of those who've gone before us. And standing on those shoulders, Chris, that what have they passed on to you that you in turn would like to pass on to others when they encounter Chris? Yeah, well, uh, you know, definitely the uh, the encouragement and support, you know, really building that belief in people that you can do what you set your mind to. You know, that was one of the things that I saw my parents do time after time was, you know, set a goal. You know, they weren't actual physical handwritten goal writers, but, you know, I, I my mom was a very visual person, and, you know, when she sees something or she desires something, like, she makes it happen. You know, whether that's picking up another job or whether that's, you know, saving money or moving things here or there. I mean, she will figure out how to get it done. And uh, she's just always done that. And, uh, you know, to be able to pass on encouragement and work ethic and persistence down to people, you know, that's that's the main things that I would pass on. Attitude, work ethic, and uh, last thing would be being teachable, being teachable and uh, open to learn what people have to share with you. Mm, that's good. That's very good. Stacy, any thoughts on that? Oh, you know, being teachable is one of the things that, that I think we need to be the most aware of. It, it's a it's very a big part of self-awareness is that recognizing there always needs to be somebody who's better than you and who does it differently. So you always recognize that you've got somebody to learn from. Because if you stop believing you've got somebody to learn from, you should be pretty content with right where you're at because you're not going to go anywhere from there. And so being teachable is a... What a great quality to be able to own and to be able to pass on. And I know, Chris, you understand a wonderful father and model here. You talk a lot about your children. And I know that I've engaged a lot in your mentorship, listening to the things that you say. And you've got some great bits of gold that you share and some really good one-liners. The one that you you use that says this this is just a way, it's not the way. One of the most encouraging things I get from you, because every time I start thinking I have to do it like that, I go, no. Because Chris will say, this, that's the A way, that's not the B way. Right. And I think that really opens up our imagination. So I hold on to your bits of gold, dude, I'll tell you. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I mean, that, that's the As truth we, of the matter. <laughs> oh, and I'll tell you, when I started going through the JMG program and, and walking through the classes, when it came to Chris Robinson's sales, I would look at it and go, nah, next time. And I would, I would because I had this fear <laughs> around, I don't know. I had this fear, but I've learned so many things from you. Get out the house, get on the phone, make the call, the 20-day challenge. And so you're you're full of these bits of gold. But if you had to pick one, if this was your day to make a T-shirt that stood out and said, this is Chris Robinson, this is my saying, what's going to be on your T-shirt? Yeah, if I had to make a T-shirt today, it would be one line. It was, I was built for this moment. I was built for this moment. You know, that's a phrase that, you know, I have used to uh, carry me throughout the years. You know, um, you know, public speaking obviously is one of the, the greatest fears on the planet. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, as speakers, you know, even after you've done it for a long time, there come certain groups or titles of people that um, sometimes you get into opportunities where you feel like you're over your head. And, um, you know, I believe wholeheartedly that, you know, I'm in that situation more often than not, you know, but here's what I learned from Mark Cole, um, 
you know, president and CEO of John Maxwell Enterprise, you know, we sat down at lunch one time, and he said this. I said, you know, what do you do when you're over your head? Because we had recently had just come back, and we were inside the president of Guatemala's palace, and, you know, I'm looking around the room like, how in the world did I end up here? How did I end up in a president's palace? Uh, this doesn't make yeah. sense. This doesn't register. This doesn't <laughs> – and I said, Mark, you, you have to find yourself in that situation all the time. I said, well, what do you say? He goes, well, Chris, he goes, I sit at the table, and, and I say this. He goes, look, I may be unqualified. I may be undeserving, but I'm fully confident that I belong at the table. I said, oh, I love that. I'm undeserving. I'm unqualified, but fully confident that I belong at the table. And so my mantra as I get in over my head or as there's any nerves that try to creep upon me when I'm doing anything that may be beyond my scope and limited belief begins to kick in, I simply repeat to myself, I was built for this moment. Because what you have to understand is that every single choice that you've made in life, every single choice that every single person in that room or in that boardroom or in that audience Every single choice that they've made has led to that very moment. Every single choice that you have made in life has led you to listening to this particular audio. And so I know that my voice is here to encourage and that there is no one else that is built for this moment except for me. So before I step on any major stage or before I step in any room, I'm simply saying to myself, I was built for this moment. Wow. That will be a cool T-shirt. <laughs> if we could just go ahead and find a way to put that teaching right there on the back on those little letters so we, people could understand. <laughs> and again, you leave us with gold, Chris. Thank you so much for what you shared with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, this has been fantastic. And, uh, yep, you were built for this moment. And uh, for our listeners on the podcast, you were built for the moment that you are facing right now as well. And, uh, Chris, one final thing is that how can people get in touch with you or, or be a part of what you do with the John Maxwell team? Yeah, you know, if you want to find out more information about the John Maxwell team, you can go to uh, johnmaxwellteam.com, johnmaxwellteam.com. JohnMaxwellTeam.com. That sounds pretty simple to me. And we want to thank you, both Stacy and myself, for uh, doing what you do and being the hero to us, but also sharing with us who your heroes are and for pointing out uh, those to us today during our podcast. We hope that this has been hero-fying to you in some way today. And until next time, just remember, there is a hero in everyone, and that includes you. So let's go be somebody's hero. We hope that today's show has heroified you in some way. Until we meet again, go out into the world and be someone's hero. If you know a hero that we need to talk to, email us at herobuilder2020 at gmail.com.